studio until noon for a taping, and she had two appointments before that. She was hoping the first one would cheer her up, and the only thing keeping her from a major panic attack was that at least no one knew her right age. But she was depressed anyway. She was relieved that the image she saw in the mirror reassured her that her life wasn't over yet. She wore her blonde hair in a chic, well-cut bob that framed her face and had it colored regularly. She never had roots. It was the same color it always had been, and her figure was superb. She carefully selected a red wool coat from the closet to put over the short black dress she was wearing that showed off her spectacular long legs, and she was wearing sexy high heels from Manolo Blahnik. It was a great look and would be elegant and fashionable when she taped her show later that day. The doorman hailed a cab for her when she left the apartment and she gave the driver an address on the Upper West Side. It was in a seedy neighborhood, and she noticed the driver looking at her admiringly in the rearview mirror. She was pensive as they sped through Central Park. The weather in New York had turned chilly two weeks before. The leaves had turned, and the last of them were falling off the trees. The red wool coat she was wearing looked and felt just right. Valerie was looking out the window of the cab as the radio droned on, and they exited from the park on the west side. And then she felt an electric current run through her as she heard the announcer's voice. My, 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 I never would have believed it, and I'll bet you won't either. She looks terrific for her age. Guess who's turning 60 today? Valerie Wyatt. Now that is a surprise. Good work, Valerie. You don't look a day over 45. She felt as though the announcer had just punched her in the stomach. Hard. She couldn't believe it. How the hell did he know? Their researchers must check DMV records, she thought with a sinking feeling. It was the most popular morning radio talk show in New York, and everyone would know. She wanted to tell the driver to turn it off, but what difference would that make? She had already heard it, and so had half of New York. The whole world knew now that she was sixty years old, or at least the better part of New York. It was humiliating beyond words, she fumed to herself. Was nothing private anymore? Not when you were as famous as Valerie Wyatt and had your own TV show and had for years. She wanted to cry as she sat in the back seat, wondering how many other radio shows it would be on, how many TV shows what newspapers it would be in, or celebrity roundups announcing whose birthday it was and how old they were. Why didn't they just skywrite it over New York? She was frowning as she paid the cab driver and gave him a handsome tip. The day was off to a miserable start for her, and she never liked her birthday anyway. It was always a disappointing day, and despite her fame and success, she had no man to spend it with. She had no date or boyfriend, no husband, and her daughter was always too busy working to go out for dinner and the last thing she wanted to do was make an issue of her age with friends. She was planning to spend the night at home alone, in bed. She hurried up the dilapidated steps of the familiar brownstone, nearly tripping on a chipped step, and pushed the button on the intercom. The name on the bell was Alan Starr. Valerie came here at least twice a year and called between visits to boost her spirits or when she was bored. After she rang, a voice filtered into the chilly November air. Darling? It was a happy voice, and he sounded excited to see her. It's me, she confirmed, and he buzzed her in. She pushed open the heavy door once it unlocked and hurried up the stairs to the second floor. The building was old and looked tired, but was clean. He was waiting in an open doorway and threw his arms around her, grinning broadly. He was a tall, handsome man in his early forties with electric blue eyes and shoulder-length brown hair, and despite the shabby address, he was somewhat well-known around town. Happy birthday, he said, hugging her close to him as he smiled with a look of genuine pleasure to see her. 
She pulled away, scowling at him unhappily. Oh, shut up. Some asshole on the radio just told the whole goddamn world how old I am today. She looked on the verge of tears as she marched into the familiar living room, where several large Buddhas and a white marble statue of Guan Yin sat on either side of two white couches with a black lacquer coffee table between them. There was a distinct smell of incense in the room. What do you care? You don't look your age. It's just a number, darling, he reassured her as she tossed her coat onto the couch. I care, and I am my age. That's the worst part. I feel a hundred years old today. Don't be silly, Alan said as he sat down on the couch opposite her. There were two decks of cards on the table. Alan was said to be one of the best psychics in New York. She felt silly coming to him, but she trusted some of his predictions, and most of the time he cheered her up. He was a loving, warm person with a good sense of humor and a number of...